0: Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.
1: Good morning, Alan. How are you?
0: So, Kirk, I mentioned there in my preamble to our chat about the importance of defibrillation. You have placed a huge emphasis on it. Can you tell me why?
1: Um, Well, I I suppose back in in, uh, August and September there, we were uh, looking at what it was that we could do to maybe put something back into the community. We've been welcomed uh, across our aid offices throughout Ireland. Uh, We've been welcomed by all the the local communities. And I think it was just a sort of a thank you um, that we could put something out there for the community to use, um, for it to be available to, available to them 24-7. Um, so we decided what better way to do it uh, other than to put a defibrillator uh, at all of our offices.
0: Right, there are an estimated 8,000 to 10,000 public access defibrillators, also known as automated external defibrillators or AEDs in Ireland. But uh, I, I would have seen, and maybe you can share this with me as well, I would have seen a huge impetus on this. Even last week when I was speaking to one of the Garda Youth Award recipients, this young man had come up with an app that people can locate where they are. So it's of it's vital importance at the moment, isn't it?
1: It is, it's huge. And I mean, we're, we're hearing a lot of stories of people who have benefit from the, from the use of a defibrillator. Uh, and, and unfortunately, in other situations where, where people c- could have used one and it just wasn't available to them or it wasn't available outside of the working hours of maybe the locations that were being kept uh, uh, in, in various businesses around, a lot of them are kept inside and mm-hmm. not available after hours.
0: A, a stat that really jumps out at me, a defibrillator used by a trained person increases the survival rate from sudden cardiac arrest by a whopping 50%. Yeah, it's that, like that in itself that stat that I just read out there is is a, a very very important perhaps the most important statistic I've read out for the whole show this morning
1: Yeah, well, I I, I mean, we we would have uh, liaised quite a bit with the Irish Heart Foundation as as we were setting this project up. And while I I probably wouldn't be the best person now to start uh, regurgitating figures that that I might get wrong, I was really, really surprised at how beneficial they are um, uh, across the country and, you know, how it increases the chances of survival. And I suppose, let's face it, it's something that we all could face at any time, no matter what age we are.
0: How did you go about getting these uh, th- these defibrillators that you have uh, set up in the community? How did you b- go about getting that done and 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 deciding where you're going to put them?
1: No, okay. So so like like I had said to you we, we what we had initially thought was that we would put uh, a defibrillator basically at each of our offices external on the external wall um and I I suppose another point to make we've aid offices around the country. Uh, we will have about 20 in the next three years and we are making a, a commitment to put a defib at each of those locations as each office opens. But I suppose uh, Shannon here in our office had done a a, a Trojan work. She reached out to the Irish Heart Foundation. We took a lot of uh, advice from them on the best EFIB to get, um, where to go about it. They even gave us, uh, uh, suggested some suppliers to us. Uh, And we also got a lot of help from Nathan O'Connor, who's a a paramedic. And Nathan was able to guide us in the right direction and uh, set up, Communication between us and local first aid organisations. Because what we've also done is, it's one thing to just put a defib somewhere, which you've got to ensure that it's uh, serviced, it's looked after, need to be in heated cabinets. So we just needed the, 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 the correct qualified people to be looking after that for us.
0: Now, Care Plus itself is an organisation. I pass by it most days when I'm parking the car. You're, you're opposite the John Barry here in Wexford, uh, in the Wexford town area. Where else are you in the county?
1: Uh, so we, uh, that, that's the only place we have in County Wexford. We've an office in Kilkenny, Clonmel, Tralee, Limerick, Galway and two offices in Dublin. Um, we'd hope to have another uh, three offices open by the end of March of next year. Um, and that will likely be two offices in Cork possibly one in Sligo and possibly another one in, in uh, Dublin.
0: And what uh, do you, is it basically the health service that you're catering for then? What do you do?
1: Yes, yeah, so, so most of the offices are tender to the HSC for for uh, um, the, uh, the care of elderly persons in their own home. Um, we do a lot of other work where we provide staff off tender into the HSC, uh, into various nursing homes, um, residential units for intellectual uh, with, for people with intellectual disabilities, um, and that's throughout the in, in, entire country. Um,
0: Staffing wise how are you coping are you getting people in that you need or are you, are you still recruiting?
1: Yeah no I mean look at recruiting is, is probably one of our main focuses at the moment. Um, we're, we're, we're finding that we're having to uh, uh, put a lot of resources into recruiting. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who are looking to take on cares and there is a shortage of cares. It's a tough job that they do so I suppose our our whole ethos has been you 've got to look after the people that you're working with uh, you know we offer weekly pay uh, we're probably the the, the first um, care company to guarantee living wage uh, as a minimum for our cares um, and there's various other benefits um, We even offer to to train people free of charge. Uh, bring them through uh, uh, and uh, you know get them, get their qualifications for them, but li- like i say there 's a huge emphasis on recruitment at the moment. Will
0: you continue to be very much community driven?
1: I, I think so. I think it has stood to us uh, over the last three years. I think if we, we, we and, and it has been uh, as a financial cost to us but I think if you look after the local community, look after the people who are potentially going to come and work via the clients and I think if we can create that goodwill uh, I, I think we can set a new standard in care.
0: And I believe you are getting support from the county council, from councillors etc.
1: Yeah, so, so look at I suppose uh, a big thank you to George Lawler. George has helped us immensely with this project um, and uh, uh, um, I, I only wish there was a George in all of the locations that he could actually uh, duplicate what he's done for us here in Wexford. But he has put us in touch with uh, counterparts now over the last couple of weeks and uh, we are making headway for locations.
0: And your website, Care Plus, if people are interested in finding out more about what you do or for that matter, uh, becoming part of your team, where do they go?
1: Yeah, so it's www. Dot careplus.ie and careplus is spelled with a K. K-A-R-E-P-L-U-S.
0: Southeast Radio's morning
1: mix. Chat,
0: news and your views.